brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. In the modern crisis in the church, in the last couple of years especially, Catholics in the Western world have turned their eyes to Poland as a sign of hope. For there it appeared to be a conference of bishops who were largely on the same page, preserving the faith, witnessing against the secular intrusions into the life of Catholics, the errors of the secular world they seemed to stand up against, and a whole host of other signs that there was at least solid leadership there among the conference of bishops. It was even reported after Fiducia's supplicants that those bishops were orthodox, that they stood together against that document. That was, of course, not correct. A fair number of them actually distanced themselves from Archbishop Gondetsky, who was the, or is the head of the bishops there. And that conference of bishops has had, we'll say, a higher profile in the West than might otherwise be understandable. And now it looks as if Francis will have an opportunity to heavily remake that conference of bishops. There are some high-profile retirements coming to that to that conference of bishops, to Poland's conference of Catholic bishops. A number of them are retiring soon, or hitting the mandatory age for submitting their resignation, which Francis can accept or not on his personal whim. One of them is a cardinal. 2024 will be an interesting year. I am predicting that there will be a consistory this year. That's not exactly much of a stretch. Francis has held more consistories for appointing new cardinals, that's what a consistory is, than almost any of his predecessors in recent memory have. He has them nearly every year. This is how we've gotten to the place where about 70% of the participants in the next in the next conclave to elect the next pope have been chosen by Francis. He just continued to do his job on that front keeping the College of Cardinals stacked, essentially, in his favor. Now, the difference here, of course, is that Francis doesn't have to take the retirement of the resignation letters of these bishops when they hit the canonical required ages for submitting their letter of resignation. He can read their letter and just shelve it until such a time as he decides to accept their resignation. But there have been a number of instances where this has not been the case. He seems to do this with either bishops he's has um, neutral feelings towards or to bishops who are very much on his own team when it comes to implementing his revolution in the church. Think of bishops who are high-profile advocates for all the errors we see. Think of Cardinal Supich, who will hit a retirement age this year. The chances of him actually going into retirement seem small. He will either remain as the ordinary of Chicago until he physically can't do it, or he'll be given a post in Rome. I'm not sure which it will be, but he had a private meeting with Francis just last week. And here you will see probably something similar, except in the opposite direction with the Polish bishops. You, the opportunity is there for Francis to remake the entire conference of bishops and get rid of at least one troublesome bishop. So let's go to our reporting on this, which comes from Pillar Catholic with this headline. Who will be the next Polish bishops conference president? Yes, there... The, the term of service for the current president of the Polish National Conference Bishop, of Bishops is coming to an end. And it also just so happens that that person has been a thorn in the side of Francis and is hitting retirement age soon. 
the Vatican quietly issued some instructions to the Polish bishops that they should choose someone from among their ranks who is not likely to be retired in the next coming year. It's kind of an ominous statement to make, but don't be surprised by it. It's also sensical. It is a basic common sense. Do not choose someone who is going to who hits the canonical age for retirement to lead your conference of bishops. That does make sense. But let's go to the article, and you're going to see how this could reshape one of the weirdly most important conferences of bishops, at least in terms of perception for Western Catholics in the modern church. So from the article, quote, Poland's bishops are due to meet this spring to elect a new president of the country's bishops' conference. The election is likely to be watched closely by the Polish media as church-state relations have entered a turbulent era following the formation of a secular new, my, new government in December. The vote will also be followed carefully in Rome, where officials will be eager to see how deeply committed the new bishop's president is to Pope Francis's priorities, especially his determination to, quote, create a different church through the global synodal process. There will also be interest in the election across the border in Germany, where bishops will be wondering if the next president will continue his predecessor's combative line over the Germans' quote, synodal way. Why is there a vacancy? What's the election's context? And who are the likely candidates? The pillar takes a look. Archbishop Stanislaw Gondetsky, the 74-year-old Archbishop of Poznan, has led the Polish Bishops' Conference since 2014. Having served two five-year terms, he is unable to stand again. Even if there is no rule against standing for three terms, Gondeski would not be eligible to run again. That is because Rome has said that candidates should only be elected as bishops' conference presidents if they can complete a full term before reaching the nominal retirement age of 75. The rule's purpose is to avoid a situation in which the Pope would likely to accept a candidate's resignation as diocesan bishop on their 75th birthday, but feels constrained because they are president of their bishops' conference. This is expected to be a year of major changes for the Polish hierarchy. As well as electing a new bishops' conference president next month, the bishops must also choose a new vice president. Archbishop Marek Jareski, the 74-year-old Archbishop of Krakow, has held the post for two five-year terms since 2014 and is unable to run again. In June, the bishops will also need to elect a new bishops' conference general secretary. Bishop Artur Mazinski, the 58-year-old auxiliary bishop of Lublin, has served in the position for two five-year terms and cannot be re-elected to the same post. Meanwhile, several diocesan bishops are about to hit the retirement age of 75, end quote. And there you see is a list of some of these bishops who are hitting their mandatory retirement age. You'll note among them is a cardinal. Francis typically holds a consistory every year. Now, a consistory is where a bishop or an archbishop is promoted to the office of being a cardinal, which often is just symbolic, plus comes with the, the duty to be able to vote in the next papal conclave, should one happen while they are serving as a cardinal, as, or it may come with a post in the Roman Curia. Most cardinals have at least a sort of symbolic post or a symbolic assignment in Rome to some ancient see that doesn't really exist anymore. But the reality is that a lot of cardinals are given these formal Roman curia posts. You have nine cardinals there retiring, or nine bishops rather, retiring in Poland in the coming year. That's a, going to be a fundamental remaking of the church in Poland. Francis gets to be the one who does it. Now, I know many of you are thinking that there's probably some Orthodox candidate there who will be able to assume the post. Probably not, actually. 
there may be somebody there who would be qualified to become a bishop, who's an auxiliary bishop or a relatively orthodox bishop who can become an archbishop. But remember, Francis is busy remaking the church into the synodal church. That is his program. The likelihood that he will not accept Gondeski's retirement is um, rather small, to put it mildly. Uh, go look at what happened with Archbishop Hector Agur in Argentina. He had been long. He had long since been Francis's sparring partner, if you want to call him that, a, a bishop who stood in opposition to him when Francis was just Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio in Argentina. Bergoglio would take some unorthodox position on some issue that the Argentinian church was dealing with, and Agur would take the more orthodox position in opposition to him, and he did it consistently. France, he becomes Francis in 2013, and Agur shortly thereafter submits his letter of resignation upon reaching the age of 75, and he received a response that afternoon from Rome telling him to pack his bags that he was retired. You can expect something like that to happen to Gondeski. It may not be that day, but he has taken some serious stands against the errors coming out of Rome. You've seen his public stance against Fiducia's supplicants. There's some whispers that he's been against Traditionis Custodis. Any of these kinds of bishops will not stand. They will not survive what's coming in this remaking of the church. You can expect an announcement for a consistory to happen sometime in the next two to three months. They typically like to make these announcements several months ahead of time, but last year they made the announcement in late spring for a consistory that only happened three months later. That was an unusually short period of time between the announcement and the actual event, but you could typically you can expect a consistory announcement sometime in the next couple of months. As I went over in a video last year, there's a whole lot of bishops retiring in the United States and in Western Europe. A lot of vacancies happening, and there are several of them are cardinals. They will need to make new cardinals, and they will need to make more bishops and archbishops. Francis is going to be able to further stack the deck, and in so doing, he will be able to get rid of a troublesome if only symbolic resistance country of bishops, at least in terms of their resistance to him. After all, the Polish bishops haven't exactly been united against Fiducia supplicants, despite the perception in the West. The reality is, only a couple of high-profile bishops dared to speak for the rest of the country, and the rest of the country's bishops quietly implemented the document. But still, Poland was a symbol, and now the symbol's likely to fall, much like its secular government fell recently. Curious what you think of this, so let me know in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. If you've ever thought about supporting the work of Return to Tradition on Patreon or Subscribestar or hitting that join button below, links are in the description box, the drop box below. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.